Welcome to the Dunker Punks podcast. Are there any crazy and dedicated listeners out there? Well, this episode is just for you. Listen to one of our producers as he puts his idea of dedicated into music. I don't want to be rich, don't want to be popular, don't want to be selfish, no. Wanna be a goat, don't wanna be ignorant, don't wanna be blindfolded, I just wanna be countercultural. I don't wanna be violent, don't wanna have a vendetta, don't wanna be vengeful, no. I don't wanna be a soldier, don't wanna be militaristic, don't wanna help that cycle, I just wanna be a countercultural pacifist. I don't wanna be a racist, don't wanna be a capitalist, don't wanna be sexist, no. I don't wanna pass judgment, don't wanna hold grudges. Wanna be hateful? I just wanna be a countercultural, pacifistic, unconditional lover. I don't wanna shop at Walmart, don't wanna grow Monsanto, don't wanna drink Coca Cola, no. I don't wanna burn petrol, don't wanna eat perfect fruit, don't wanna feel guilty, I just wanna be a countercultural, pacifistic, unconditionally loving organic gardener. I wanna be authentic, I wanna be radical, I wanna be optimistic, honest, beautiful, I wanna be humble, I wanna be progressive, I wanna be open, I'm inspiration. I wanna be like John Wesley, or Sarah Major, or Anna Mao. I wanna be like Martin Luther, or Martin Luther King Jr. Like Santa Claus, Johnny Appleseed, Dirk Lim, or Gandhi, Alexander Mack, John Klein, George Fox, or Jesus Christ. But mostly, I just wanna be me. I just wanna be me. You have tuned in to the Dunker Punks podcast, and I am your host, Pastor Nancy Fitzgerald. Today we have an interview with one crazy and dedicated bicyclist who identifies his plan to bike for peace as crazy and dedicated. Listen to a very dedicated Dunker Punk, Emmett Eldred, as he interviews Michael Hemley about the project he and David Jones plans for this summer. Hey, this is Emmett Eldred. I run a website called DunkerPunks.com. If you've ever been to DunkerPunks.com, thank you very much. If you haven't, I definitely encourage you to go there. On DunkerPunks.com, one of the main things that I try to do is help youth and young adults, particularly in the Church of the Brethren, find ways that they can become disciples of Christ, putting the words of Jesus, especially the words that we read in the Sermon on the Mount, into action every day in their lives. So on DunkerPunks.com, you'll find resources about following Jesus and discipleship. 
You'll find information about the Church of the Brethren and about the Dunker Punks more generally. You'll also find blog posts that I've written and that others have written about their experiences following Jesus and about thoughts that they have about how we can follow Jesus in the 21st century. But more importantly, what I try to do with DunkerPunks.com is to collect the stories of youth and young adults in the Church of the Brethren, to collect their thoughts on what it means to follow Jesus today, and to hear about the ways that they are implementing the words of Jesus into their own lives. One of the things that I do is I collect profiles that youth and young adults in the Church of the Brethren fill out about themselves, and I also encourage uh, users of DunkerPunks.com to stay in contact with me and tell me about projects that they're starting in their own communities that they can use to exemplify how they follow Christ and to make their communities just a little bit better, to make their communities look a little bit more like the kingdom of heaven. Today I want to tell you about one of those projects. It's called Biking for Peace. Michael Himley, who is a young adult in the Church of the Brethren and a student at Manchester University, will be teaming up with his biking partner, David Jones, and together they'll be riding around the country through all 50 states for 50 consecutive days, 100 miles of biking every single day. They'll be doing this to raise awareness about issues of peace and justice, and they'll also be trying to raise $100,000 for Christian peacemaker teams and other organizations that are oriented towards peace and justice through nonviolence. What follows is a phone conversation that I had with Michael about his project. You'll learn more about Michael, you'll learn more about the Biking for Peace project and how you can get involved and how you can help. Most of all, I hope that you are inspired by Michael's project to think about ways, big and small, that you can make transformations and sacrifices in your own life to follow Jesus and make the world just a little bit more like the Kingdom of Heaven. Hey, Michael, this is Emmett. How are you? Hey, I'm doing well. So I just want to butt in here for a second and make a quick note. As you've no doubt noticed, the audio quality on this call isn't perfect. Um, I'm sorry about that. Hopefully for the future, we'll be able to find a way to get it a little bit better. If you listen closely to what Michael says, you should be able to understand him, though. I hope that's the case. Anyway, back to Michael. Let's hear a little bit more about him. So, um, Michael Henley. I am 22 years old, and I first went to McPherson College, but am now uh, finding myself in Indiana at Manchester University. Great. And what do you what do you study at Manchester? Okay, so I'm studying at Manchester uh, Peace and Justice. There's actually a peace department here, and it's a very diverse community where we get to study um, pretty much anything we want to in the realm of peace and justice. Great. Did you did you grow up in the Church of the Brethren? I did. Yep. And you were on the um, youth cabinet, right? Yeah. This is future Emma talking again. You'll always know it's me talking because you'll hear this funky music going on in the background. Michael and I go back and forth a little bit here with some small talk. I don't want you guys to be bored with that, so I'm going to get back to the direct contact. Here is Michael talking about his Biking for Peace project. Yeah. So Biking for Peace. In a sentence, it is pretty much two guys riding 100 miles each day for 50 consecutive days in all 50 states. 
So we're doing 50 centuries in 50 days in 50 states, 5,000 miles total. So you said, you said you're doing uh, 50 centuries. Can you explain what a century is? Yeah, a century is 100 miles in the Viking world. Right, and is there any particular reason why you decided on doing centuries? Yeah, well, um, one, it's a, it's a common non-distance in the Viking world, but also um, it's considered a challenging distance. And so being um, challenging for people to do it one day, us doing it 50 days in a row, was something that we really wanted to focus on. And, um, you know, obviously we're going to be in tactical shape to do this. David and I are working very hard to, to get to that point. But, um, you know, people ask us, isn't it going to be hard to ride all these miles? And... Well, yes, it is going to be hard to ride this, uh, ride all these miles. We we really consider it a privilege, and we always relate it back to to what we see in the world and what's actually hard. Um, mm. So both David and I went to uh, Palestine and Israel with Christian peacemaker teams, and we saw a lot of atrocities there, a lot of uh, pain and suffering in human lives. So, you know. It's, it's hard to be an oppressed person in the world. And the Viking trip is just a way for us to spread the word about the oppression that's going on, I think. Uh, what, what, what are you trying really to achieve with your trip? Yeah, first we're, of course, trying to raise awareness um, in an adventurous and, and exciting way to get people excited about what we're doing. Um, you know, up until now, I've, I've thought that, you know, if you want someone to listen to you, you, uh, you want, yeah, if you want someone to listen to you about peace and social justice, you um, have to have a doctorate, it seems like, with Martin Luther King Jr., you know? Right. But uh, now I've kind of lately found that I truly believe you can, you can uh, get people to listen to you just as much if, you're one if you're crazy, and two if you're dedicated. And if you get to do both those things, then uh, it's pretty easy to get the world's attention. I think. Wow. Um. So you said you're you're bike riding in every every state in the country. Where are you starting? Yeah, we are starting in Hawaii okay. on May 14th. Where we'll be biking at midnight in Hawaii, which I'm pretty excited for. And then from there, we fly to California, and we do a big loop that we drive and bike from the southwest uh, corner of the U.S. to the southeast and then up to the northeast, over to the northwest, and then we end with flying to Alaska and biking our last century there on July 2nd. Um, so what do you, how long does it take to, how long do you expect it to take each day to bike ride a century? It'll be about six to ten hours or so for a century. Wow. So what are, you, what are you going to be spending the rest of the time doing? Yeah, we'll be biking in the morning. So we'll have all afternoon and evening to visit with people we're working on setting up currently in places that we know will be and getting to getting involved and connected with congregations there to share about uh, non-work, mostly Christian peacemaker team. Right. Um. Can you talk a little bit more about Christ, uh, Christian Peacemaker Teams since you brought it up? Yeah, uh, Christian Peacemaker Teams is the main organization that we're fundraising for, 
that's where David and I met in Palestine and Israel with them. And Christian Peacemaker Teams is a, a radical kind of a nonviolent organization that came out of the 1980s, I think, with uh, the Mennonite Friends and the Church of the Brethren. And since then, they've been sending uh, dedicated individuals to high-intensity conflict areas where uh, they think that they can really make a change in the organized conflict that's going on there. Right. And so far, it's been proven to be successful. I don't know if you already said this, but do you have a goal for how much you're trying to raise for them? Yeah, our goal is to raise $100,000 to support nonviolent organizations, mostly Christian peacemaker teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you said you have started arranging places to um, speak with um, about Christian peacemaker teams and about your own um, journey. Um, have you also been arranging like how you're going to be able to spend nights places and where you're going to eat, things like that? Yeah, along with that, we are um, asking sites that we'll be speaking at to hopefully set us up with the host family, or if we can't speak every night, to set us up with the host family uh, from a local congregation there where we can you know, get to know people who want to meet some crazy bikers. Right. Um, and how much, how much do you expect uh, the trip to cost? Yeah, the trip is... Sadly, it's about twelve to fifteen thousand mm-hmm. dollars, and we've been working hard to fundraise that money to make it possible for us. And so far, we've uh, we got some work to do, but we're doing good. Okay. Um, can you talk a little bit more about uh, your biking partner, uh, David? Um, you said you met him with yeah. the Peacemaker team, but I'd like to know a little bit more about him as well. Yeah, David Jones is. Uh, a great friend and mentor of mine that I've only gotten to spend a couple weeks with, but we've been keeping in touch. David is from Arizona, and he's actually 60 years old. So when I tell people I'm doing this trip and I'm 22 years old, people think, you know, that's great. But then I tell them about my 60-year-old biking partner, and uh, he takes all my thunder, but, but he deserves it because he puts a lot of hard work in, and you know, he's an amazing guy. Mm-hmm. You mentioned earlier that you guys are um, doing some physical training to to get ready. What kind of training are you doing? Yeah, I um, actually spend three hours a day biking on a stationary bike in my room with music stand set up so I can do homework while I bike. It's an interesting setup. Uh-huh. Um, how much how much uh, bike, uh, cycling have you done before? I've... Uh, been privileged to go on a few trips recently. I've gotten the bike to annual conference, which was a good distance a couple of years ago, as well as join a couple other uh, peace advocate uh, peace advocacy projects, and have uh, never really gotten to do something to this extent. But I'm excited for it. One of the ways that we initially connected is through uh, my website, Dunker Punks. Um, you actually have a profile on Dunker Punks. Um, so yeah. can you, can you just answer for me, what, what does it mean to you, um, this word Dunker Punk? Dunker Punk, I've been thinking a lot about, you know, what I'm doing to, to fulfill that. And, uh, just recently, Andy Murray, our moderator for annual conference, came to Manchester to spend some time with the young adults here in, at the college. 
and uh, in the mindset of, of what being a dunker pump means, I asked Andy Murray what the most important item to focus our time on was as young adults in the church or the brother and youth in the church. And he said something along the lines of, of trying to focus and find the reason on what makes institutionalized war so popular. You know, what, what makes organized killing of human lives justifiable and acceptable on a global scale. And that had correlated well with the, with the class I'm taking right now called Analysis of War and Peace. So um, I've been doing a lot of thinking and, and working on what institutionalized war means and how it becomes popular in the world. And currently that's been the, you know, the best project that I have. Do you have any um, insights for us? How, what, in your opinion, makes um, the organized killing of people in war um, something that happens? Yeah, well, I, I mean, I hate to, to draw quotes too much, but um, oh, please. While, while thinking about that, I had uh, looked back at a quote that I've admired for years now from Ted Studebaker, which uh, reads, I have never heard of a president pinning a medal on, of honor on a pacifist. These are the sacred glories reserved for those who can kill, maim, capture, or destroy the most. And the more human lives involved, the more glorious the award seems to be. What a contradiction of values. How can a great society be so inconsistent and incoherent? You know, when Ted, uh, Ted Studebaker was in Vietnam and experiencing a lot of what Christian Peacemaker team members experience today, the, the institutionalized practice of war hasn't really changed in, in quite a few decades now. You know, a step in the right direction, I think, to to ending the institutionalized war um, is to really focus on how we value conflict and how we resolve conflict. And if we can uh, transform the way that we confront conflict as individuals and communities and overall as nations, I think that we can do a lot of good work to yeah. find out what is a justifiable means to uh, conflict. So do you think that you think that is the type of thing that starts with um, teaching conflict resolution classes in elementary schools and um, early education? Yeah, definitely. Um, so let me tell you uh, <laughs> something about myself. Um, I uh, am not the most uh, physically fit uh, human being on the planet, and. Um, <laughs> And I also haven't ridden a bike in a really, really long time. So for, for people like me who maybe don't have the, the physical talents that you do to be capable of this, what can, what can young people uh, like me be doing in our lives to be making a difference um, in, in building peace? Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, like I said, I think um, the way that we look at handling and confronting conflict and kind of the dirty connotations that come with the word anger, uh, both both anger and conflict are okay, I think. They're actually good. Um, but the ways that we handle those uh, two, two words, anger and conflict, I think is, uh, is something that any, everyone can work on, no matter how advanced you are in 
in nonviolent training. I think nonviolent activists often continue to work towards that. Right. All right. Well, um, I mean, I'm definitely really interested in following the progress of your um, journey, and I think a lot of other people who are going to be listening to this podcast will as well. Um, so can you let us, let us know how can we um, follow your journey once you get started? Yeah, our main source of posting things is on our website, which is bikingforpeace.org. You can also follow us on Twitter, at Biking for Peace, and then on Facebook as well, which is just our individual uh, Facebook accounts, Michael Himley and David Jones. Right. Um, and for people who want to, to help out with your project, um, what, is there any way that they can donate to it or anything like that? Yeah, you can donate uh, to us on our website. You can also you can also bike with us for you know one mile, ten miles, twenty miles, whatever you want to do for an entire day if you want. And um, you can look at our routes and see where we'll be. And if you see that we'll be in your area, then definitely contact us if you're interested um, for us to come visit and just hang out and talk about CPT, about what you're interested in. Um, and then, yeah, just get involved. Great. Um, on that note, um, the Dunker Punks podcast, uh, our contributing team got together, and uh, we were really inspired by the project you're putting together. So we, we raised $100 amongst ourselves to uh, give to you to chip in. So we can... Um, awesome. So we'll get that to you soon. Great. So be on the lookout for that. And I hope everyone else listening, um, you know, follows suit and really supports this uh, awesome project. Yeah, thank you very much. We really appreciate it here at uh, Biking for Peace. That's great. Great. All right, uh, Michael, thank you so much uh, for, for joining me for a couple minutes and talking about this. Um, also, thank you just so much for um, taking this project on and letting us know how we can be involved in it. Um, I'm really excited to follow the project. I think I'm definitely going to want to um, follow up with you soon um, during during the actual leg of your trip and uh, and hear how things are going. So thanks again. Yeah, thank you very much, Emmett. Yep. All right. See you later. All right. Yep. See you. Have a good night. All right. Thanks. Bye. All right, that was Michael Himley. Once again, his project is called Biking for Peace. You can go online to bikingforpeace.org to learn more about his project. You can follow progress, hear updates. You can also donate to his project there, and you can look and see where his route is going. Maybe he's going through your community where you can invite him to speak at your congregation, to speak at your organization, to host him for a night, or even to join him on his bike ride to, for a mile, five miles, 10 miles. Maybe you can even try to do that whole century. You can also follow Biking for Peace on Twitter, at Biking for Peace. The first time I heard about Michael's project, I thought about the last time that I rode a bike. It was a long time ago. I was probably about 10 years old, and I'm 20 years old now. Every summer, my family would go and visit my great aunt and uncle in Lake Erie in their retirement community. It was a great place for bike riding, all these gravel roads in between the houses. We would go up and down the lane, we could go to the beach and see the lake. The only problem was, my brother was really good at bike riding, and I was really, really bad at bike riding. The last time I ever rode a bike, 
I was there in Lake Erie. I was biking back towards our house when all of a sudden I started veering off towards the left and tilting over a little bit towards the left. And I ran right into our neighbor's truck and I looked back and there's a giant scratch going down the entire length of his truck. Of course, as a 10 year old, one of the first things that went through my mind was, is there any way I can get away with this? But then I looked up and I saw our neighbor coming out of his house to see what had happened. I don't remember exactly what he said to me, but I'm pretty sure it wasn't the kindest thing he's ever said to a 10 year old. Whatever he said, I haven't ridden my bike since. And that's why I was so excited about Michael's Biking for Peace project. Not everybody has the same talents or abilities or passions, but everybody is capable of making big sacrifices, of doing inspirational things, and also of making small personal changes and transformations to do more to follow Jesus. I hope that you've been inspired, like I have, by Michael's project, and that you'll do something on your own to show your love for Christ and to bring that love out into the community so that you can transform the world around you to look a little bit more like the kingdom of heaven. And I hope when you do come up with a project that you'll tell me about it. Once again, my name is Emmett Eldred. My website is dunkerpunks.com. You can follow Dunkerpunks by visiting dunkerpunks.com, by going on Twitter at dunkerpunks or visiting facebook.com slash dunkerpunks. Go to dunkerpunks.com where you can fill out a Dunkerpunks profile about how you are making personal transformations in your life to follow Jesus. And also email us at dunkerpunks2014 at gmail.com to tell us about a project that you're working on to make your community look a little bit more like the kingdom of heaven. You never know when it's your project that might be featured on the Dunkerpunks podcast next. You can also find me on Twitter at Emmett Eldred. What sounds crazy to you, Dunkerpunks? Does biking 100 miles each day for 50 consecutive days in 50 states fit your definition? I'm sure you can think of a challenge that would take your commitment to the Jesus way to another, higher level. For instance, Emmett didn't mention how he wrote three letters each day for a year about the girls kidnapped in Nigeria by Boko Haram. Many youth and young adults choose to take the bold step of joining Brethren Volunteer Service after college or after high school for a year or two years' commitment to serving others. I know people who have begun correspondence with inmates on death row, setting aside their fear and boldly seeking to accompany a lonely soul on that final journey. Recently, three friends decided to join the Church of the Brethren's Children Disaster Relief Services by taking the training for a weekend and preparing to be deployed whenever an emergency strikes and children need special care. You are the only one who judges what is the right step for you. For some, it may be that very initial step of publicly entering the water of baptism. Have you made that very first commitment of following Jesus? It is a first step of this wonderful and challenging journey, and we are here to support you in any way we can as you seek to live the Jesus way. You've heard Emmett tell you how to get in touch with him and with Michael and how to support Biking for Peace. The Dunker Punks podcast is a supporter. Tell us about your challenges and what you'd like to do 
and ask other dunker punks how they have been following the narrow path of the Sermon on the Mount. As hard as any of these choices may seem, we never travel this journey alone. Jesus promised his very own spirit to those who follow him. In John's Gospel in the New Testament, Jesus' prayer for his disciples is recorded on the night of his betrayal, an appropriate passage for this time of year when we celebrate resurrection. Jesus prayed, God, when I was with them, I watched over them in your name, the name you gave to me, and I kept them safe. None of them were lost, except the one who was destined for destruction. Now I'm coming to you, and I say these things while I'm in the world, so that they can share completely in my joy. I gave your word to them, and the world hated them, because they don't belong to this world, just as I don't belong to this world. I'm not asking that you take them out of the world, but that you keep them safe from the evil one. That's John 17, 12 to 15, if you want to read it for yourself. So, fellow followers, as you decide how to live your life in this challenging path, hear those words being prayed over you by Jesus himself, because he is the one who empowers you and empowers all of us to follow and who protects you whatever crazy and dedicated path you choose. And thanks for being part of this special group, the Dunker Punks. The Dunker Punks podcast is a collaboration amongst a dozen or so contributors who believe in Jesus and the words he taught in the Sermon on the Mount found in Matthew's Gospel. I am Nancy Fitzgerald, and I produce the show with Suzanne Lay, who edits the audio, and Jacob Krauss. Get to know other crazy and dedicated Dunker Punks by actively engaging on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash dunkerpunkspod. Tweet us your thoughts at dunkerpunkspod and add us on Snapchat. We're dunkerpunkspod there too. We'd really appreciate your sharing the show page, thearlingtoncobb.org slash dpp, and subscribing on iTunes or Beyond Pod or Stitcher. And now, my friends, a blessing for you. From what Jesus prayed, he said, I will make your love, God, known, so that the love with which you have loved me may be in them all, all my followers, and I will be in them. Go in peace.